money. Welcome to episode number 130 of Take Him With You for July 31st, 2011. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we're talking all about managing our money. Plus, we'll be talking about Captain America, the movie, electric lawnmowers, and how my wife gets Wi-Fi. All that and more on this episode of Taken With You. Come on, join us. This is going to be fun. You like, this is Michael Jackson. Dude. Trust what I say is just in the devil's game of free and lust. They don't care. They do the money. They don't care. They do the money. So you go to church and read the holy word. In the scheme of life, it's all absurd. They don't care. They care about the money. Do it. They care about the money. Yes, I'm leaving the flag. They're going to trust you. Now you're wearing a badge. You're called the just you. And you're fighting the wars. That's what they must do. I'll never betray or deceive you, my friend. But if you show me the cash, then I will take it. If you tell me your heart, then I will take it. If you give me your hand, then I will shake it. You will do anything for money. That's right. Today we're going to be talking about uh, managing money. And boy, have we ever seen some interesting abuses of it, haven't we? Um, yeah. Over the years, it's mm-hmm. been a really interesting... Uh, it's amazing how many problems in the world are caused by money. But well, it's not necessarily caused by money, and we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah. uh, anyway, very interesting... Uh, very interesting thing to talk about because everybody, I don't care who you are, you have to deal with money. Yes, the filthy lucre. <laughs> <laughs> Mammon. <laughs> You're funny. I'm tired. <laughs> you can rewind that if you want. No, that's okay. Uh, but we're going to talk about that today. Managing money. We're going to talk about what it's like to... Um, Maybe a little bit, make it a little bit easier to manage money in our lives as couples, uh, as single people. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, then we're going to talk about what Jesus thought about money, because I think a lot of times people are are mistaken on what Jesus thought about money. And there's some real interesting myths out there on uh, what Jesus thought about money. We're going to talk about what he actually said about money and his mm-hmm. philosophy towards money, so that'll be fun. And uh, then we've got some, we, we have tons of comments on how to save a little bit of money during the crazy economy that we're in right now uh, from our, our Facebook friends and Twitter friends. But uh, there's so many comments, we're only going to read a couple of them because we won't have time to, to cover it all. And uh, yeah, and all sorts of other things that we'll talk about right after this. Okay? Okay. You didn't say much. I was waiting for you to you, say You were talking quite well. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> This is a really cool promo for our friend uh, Dan from the UK, and he has a brand new podcast called Out of Range. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favorites, too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening, though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range, and I talk about the things I love. 
everything from geeky TV, classic toys, and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like, or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes, or go to the website at dangelous.com slash out of range. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. And uh, Dan is a great friend of ours, and him and his wife are going to be on the show pretty soon. Yeah, so we're going to interview them and talk about the differences between raising kids in the U.S. versus the U.K. Okay. And uh, we'll just talk to them about their faith and their life, and they're at a different stage in life than we are. They still got little kids. I got to play with little kids today. That's what I heard. Are we on what's happening at our house yet? Sure, we we sure can be. Sure. Oh, I got to hold this baby today when I was I was helping a family move and clean their house, and um, oh, this baby was so sweet, and she really loved me. How old was she? She's about six months old. No, more than that, because she's walking. Oh, okay. She's just tiny, but she's she's probably about a year old, I guess, because she's walking. And she really liked you, huh? She really loved me. She, like, hugged me and didn't want to let me go. She didn't want to go back to her mommy. <laughs> and and her mom says that never happens. <laughs> She's a real mama's girl. Well, but I that made you feel touch. good then, didn't it? Yes. I felt very loved and very special. Babies. Yes. I remember the day. Yes, we had babies at one time. Now our oldest is 15 and a half today. Our baby is 15. I mean, our baby, yes, 15 and a half today. It's her half birthday. She reminded me. Are you sure? I thought June 30th was her half birthday. She said it was her half birthday. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know these things. somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. No, because she's the 25th of... No, she's the 30th. She's the 30th of... Yeah, so the 30th of July would be... Okay. I don't um, know. <laughs> Mathematicians, we're, we're podcasters, not July. mathematicians. You're right. It's July 30th. Well, it's so her. It's She's the one who figured it out, not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So our kids are getting... But, but we're, we're going to have a great time having them on the podcast. And we also have another interview um, with uh, Meds and Natalie from the UK as well. And we're going to talk about the subject of uh, different faith in the home. In other words... Um, uh, we'll be talking about it, maybe the husband believes in God and the wife doesn't, or the wife believes in God and the husband doesn't. How do you get along in the home like that? That's hard mm-hmm. to do. And uh, are there some things that, um, uh, tips and, and things to talk about that might make it a little easier to um, to share our faith and to live our faith with each other without, um, without hurting each other? Mm-hmm. That'll be a cool podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good. And then um, we also have a really cool um, interview coming up, I believe, in September with um, a good friend of ours named Jamie of the podcast. And she's going to talk about, uh, we're going to interview her about uh, long-distance relationships because her husband is deployed right now and is not at home with her and the kids. So we're going to talk to her about what it's like um, to have to be married but not be able to see your husband a bunch. Yeah. And there's that's a really that'll be a really interesting topic I think because quite a few people um, have to be apart from each other and mm-hmm. um, how do you deal with that and and uh, Jamie is a believer as well so how does she deal with God with that and and I think that'll be a fascinating topic mm-hmm. 
So those are some of the things coming. We have up. a bunch of interviews coming up that we still have to do with people. <laughs> I know. We, we, yeah, we got them scheduled. We, got them, or we're getting well, them scheduled. We're getting them scheduled. Yeah. yeah. And um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in our house. Right after I play you this really cool theme song that I did for the podcast Rose of Mars. By the way, the podcast Rose of Mars, or not Rose of Mars, gosh. It's called Highway to Mars. <laughs> and you're yawning? Yeah. You, have you listened to some of the Highway to Mars? Um, I you haven't. I well, I've listened to some of the podcasts. Um, I think Stefan had his daughter. Um, yeah, that was Phoenix high, that was Highway on, to Mars, and yeah. I listened to that one. Yeah. I've picked up bits and pieces when I'm running around the house doing stuff. Doing well, anyway, you can find it on iTunes, and it, basically, mm-hmm. it's just a show that covers different science fiction series over the years. Books, uh, movies, TV, different things like that. And it's very in-depth. I mean, the mm-hmm. podcast is usually an hour and a half or two hours long with a guest. And Stefan Sonic, the guy that does um, The Martians Are Here and Rose of Mars, um, also does this. And uh, he's kind of the guest host. I, I kind of sit in on some of the sessions. And really, it's fascinating. A lot of people really enjoy the program. So anyway, I was just goofing around and I made a cool little theme song. You want to hear it? Sure. Okay. electric guitar well it was and it was a, i did that all in garage band on my oh, ipad okay. on my ipad mm-hmm. isn't that cool uh-huh. i love my ipad have you noticed i've noticed yeah it's pretty fun uh-huh. i do lots of stuff with my ipod now i ipad now yeah uh-huh. you, you just keep yawning and yawning and yawning everyone's gonna fall asleep it's listening to our a podcast long week but well, let's, let, let's get into our subject so that um I can stay awake. <laughs> okay, well, this week we, boy, we had so much going on this week. I actually had a really um, mellow week as far as work is concerned. I had all this work for two months straight, and now all of a sudden, nothing. So it was kind of different. I had to kind of regroup and uh, do some auditions, and hopefully next week will be better. So that'll be good. But hopefully we did get, get to go see. Callbacks. <laughs> yes, we did get to go see uh, the movie Captain America. Yeah. Um, we, the last, we what is did it? it's called Captain America, what? What's, is there? There's more to it. I am not sure. I well, okay, remember. this is Captain America. In we the we watched it two different days though, because you and Andrew went and watched it last weekend, and then Catherine and I went and watched it this week. I had a really unusual week because a couple of my regu- my clients changed um, schedule, so I had had to like switch my schedule around a bunch this week. So. Thursday ended up being my Saturday because my client wasn't ready for me to clean her house because um, they were moving. I was going to do that Thursday. But then Thursday became my Saturday, and today became my Thursday, or Saturday became my Thursday. 
Um, <laughs> wow, everybody was. really needed to hear that yeah. because I'm sure everybody's but, thoroughly confused now. But um, one day, I can't remember exactly what happened, but um, I took Catherine and one of her friends to Captain America, I think, on Tuesday. And then Thursday, I was rescheduled for Saturday. So we went with another one of her friends to the lake, to Aberdeen Lake, Lake Aberdeen. And it was fantastic. We took Jade. Well, how does this have anything to do with Captain America? Oh, I thought we just said we went. You want to talk about it? Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Well, go ahead, dear. Talk (sighs) about it. Boy, you just want to flip through this, don't you? I think I want to go to bed early tonight. <laughs> I'm tired. So what did you think of Captain America? I really, I thought it was really well done. Well, first off, I was really surprised at how good it was. Mm-hmm. I thought out of all the movies I've seen this summer, which is only a couple, <laughs> I liked it best. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was very, very well done. I thought the, the main actor did a great job. They did a really great job with the CGI and the effects to make before Captain America gets enhanced. Uh, by this, oh, uh, by the the, they look the serum. Like two different people. Yeah. They did a really well. They good were job. two different people. Well, kind of. Wasn't his face the same? Yeah. But even his face looked different. Like he must have lost a bunch of weight to for the first one. No, to make his actually, face look like smaller. I think, thinner. No, or I think they goofed around with CGI on that. From what I understand, huh? It was really wild. Yeah. So it was really, it, I thought the show was really well, or the movie was really well done. Andrew and I went up to Olympia on Sunday and saw it up at the um, The end kind of made me Mall. sad, though. Oh, the, yeah. Well, you know, don't tell it. Don't spoil it. I'm for, not going to say why, but the, the ending was kind of sad to me. Well, it was, but in a tragic superhero type of way. Yeah. That's what makes Captain America Captain America. Mm. Let's just say... That uh, things happen that are beyond his control. And I was never a real Captain America fan of the comic book at all. So I didn't know any of the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew, my son, knew more about it. He kind of filled me in. So when we went to watch the movie, I knew a little bit more about it. And then afterwards, he filled me in on what they changed for the movie versus what the actual plot behind his story was. And so they did change some of it. So if you're a mm-hmm. diehard you know, Captain America fan. It's just a little bit different than the actual comic book. But I thought it was filmed very well. It was really fun to see um, Stan Lee in his, yes, his so little he appearance. Was a, he was a little, a little, Shh, I can't say who no, he was. No, 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 no. And yep, then he, just say he made a really funny comment, too. He did. It was great. It was funny. So He's in all the different things. I've seen him in a bunch of different well, whatever. Marvel. Marvel. Any of the Marvel movies. He's usually in them. He, yeah, the only so one he wasn't in was the Green Lantern. Was Green Lantern Marvel or DC, Andrew? Was Green Lantern Marvel or DC? Oh, okay, so that's why that's why he wasn't in. He's, there was one movie he wasn't in. He didn't make a cameo in it. It was because of scheduling problems. Hmm. But anyway, it was fun to, to see him in the movie. And, and I'm I thought, trying to think if he was in Thor or not. I can't remember. Maybe that's the one he wasn't in on, on huh. and it wasn't because he didn't want to be in it. But he may have. And been. let's just tell I everybody just right now: remember. stay through the entire movie, through the credits, because I, at the end, I forgot. Yeah, this is silly. I told yeah. you, and we, I just forgot. We heard about it on uh, Facebook and I, Twitter. Yeah, I think our friend Richard from Chicago told us. To he stay did, but also the so did my friend Ben said to stay through it. 
Uh, and the I people forgot. on the sci-fi forum, uh, Trex and Sci-Fi. So I was able to uh, sit in the theater and wait till it gets to the end. And then we got to see all about the Avengers movie. It was pretty cool. Mm. Got to see all the superheroes getting together and... It was pretty fun. Yeah, it makes me, it made me want to go back and watch it again just so I could see the the end through the credits. I bet the, I'll bet it'll be up on YouTube pretty soon. Yeah, um, I would imagine. Maybe. <clears throat> well, I thought that the movie was pretty good, and there there really was um, minimal um, objectionable material in it. I thought it was really good for. I mean, I wouldn't take a little kid to it because they'd probably be freaked out with all the explosions and and the and the villain boy, he was evil. You know, I, I thought that about Thor too, that it was pretty family friendly. You know, again, you might not maybe some of the fighting scenes might bother little kids, but right. but you know, definitely you know, upper grade school, junior high and stuff. I mean, it's they're comic books and they've done pretty pretty good at making them come to life. Him. Yeah. Well, I was very impressed with Captain America. So it gets a, out of five stars, it gets a four star from me. I would say that too. It, and it, it wasn't anything that you would be bored by. Right. It, it just kept moving along, kept your interest. So out of the movies coming out now in the next in the next few weeks, which one do you want to see? Um, You'd have to tell me which ones they are. Well, Cowboys and Aliens and uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Definitely not the Planet of the Apes. What? That's one. the one I'm looking forward to the most. Go ahead, dare. <laughs> That's not my thing. Oh. You've always liked the Planet of the Apes movies much more than I have. I haven't really been into them. Boy, you're not monkeying around, are you? I'm not. I'm not really. You've always liked those much more than I have. Hmm. I mean, one time I guess I could sit through and watch it with you, but I, I wouldn't want to watch Planet of the Apes movies over and over at all. Definitely. I do. I like them. I know you like them. So this new one on the Planet of the Apes, uh-huh. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And this new one has a little bit different concept and the, the 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 reviews of it, or not reviews, what are they called? Previews of it, really are quite cool looking. Mm-hmm. They do a great job on the CGI mm-hmm. and I'll be really interested to see how the it movie turns out. It doesn't seem like it goes with the... Um... The regular canon. The regular canon for Planet of the Apes. No, though. I think it's different. I think it, they develop some type of serum to make the the uh, apes more intelligent. Mm-hmm. And in the regular Planet of the Apes movies, see, I way I know way too much about Planet of the Apes because you've watched. I thought them you don't so like much. it. I don't, but I know about them. <coughs> Sorry, um, but in the regular Planet of the Apes, what? causes the apes to be smart in the past was the apes in Wait a minute, the future what do you mean, what do you mean coming the, what do you mean okay. apes in the past okay the apes in the future where mm-hmm. charlton heston goes to the uh, in the first movie in the first movie uh-huh. he goes to the future and the apes rule the planet but he doesn't know that it's earth until the very until end, the end where he sees, sees a statue, statue of liberty, liberty right in the ground. Okay. but the the apes from the future get in the rocket ship and go Back to our to the past. Called Escape Earth. from the Planet of the Apes, yeah. which is the third movie, and they go back to which comes after Beneath the Planet of the Apes. They go where, back to a cheesy nineteen seventies Earth, right? And they have a child that is hidden from the government and put in the hands of a circus master, Ricardo Montalban. Yes. And their Con, child, Con. their child has the ability to speak. 
Mama. So Mama. It, it's kind of Mama. there. Um, the original canon of Planet of the Apes is based on evolution, and that supposedly in the future the apes will evolve, and then humans the get humans dumb. Humans will be will de-evolve or something. Well, then they came out with the Tim Burton version of Planet of the Apes, which I really enjoyed. It was one of the best DVDs you ever bought me. Did I buy that for you? I yes, it's like a birthday present because it had all these really cool because different angles. Because I love you, even though I don't like Planet well, of the Apes. Well, I thought that was really good, but it was under a different premise as well. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, there was this cliffhanger where where uh, um, he crashes, he comes back to the Earth, crashes, or he was on Earth anyway, but he comes back through time crashes at the at the uh lincoln memorial and when he looks up lincoln is an ape and when he turns around all the policemen show up and they're apes and that was the end of that one now we don't know what happened because they the movie didn't do that hot was was that supposed to be like an alternate reality or a different dimension i don't know they never explained it hmm. but then now they're coming out with this new one which is probably completely different. So I can't wait to go see it. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Even though Cowboys and Aliens looks cool, I think I might like Planet Rise of the Planet of the Apes better. Just I'm just saying. I might go for the Cowboys one if I had to choose between the two. But I don't know that. I don't know about you. Don't be of such them. a chimp skate. A chimp skate. Get it? I'm trying to use monkey terms. Oh, instead of a cheap skate. You're you're mean. bananas. Hmm. I don't know. Sorry, before I slip up, I better... Well, talking about um, our subject today... <laughs> no, we still got more to talk about. Well, I was going to say say um, a lot of the people that make comments talked about entertainment and how to save money. And oh, Red, yeah. Redbox is one of the things that they suggested. Uh-huh. Um, Here in the United States, we have a thing called the Red Box, which mm-hmm. sometimes looks like a blue box, but that, you know, never mind. Uh, it looks like a big like. Uh, but they're video rentals the tar- in, not the TARDIS, in like but the a phone booth from Doctor Who. Oh, they're like video rentals. It for a buck. For a buck that you can get out of a machine outside of a store. A vending machine. A vending yes. machine. Movies in a vending machine. For only a dollar. Or a dollar fifty for Blu-ray. And um, Catherine and I had this talk the other day because there was a a girl movie, and I don't even know if I can remember the name of it now. But there is a a girl movie that was coming out, chick flick that with a teenage star, um, and she she and I were talking about whether to see Captain America or that one, and I think I finally have her convinced that chick flicks that don't have special effects are fine getting at the dollar rental place because it it doesn't really make a difference whether you watch them on the TV or the big screen. Chick flicks are all the same plot anyway. Um. But girls frustrated, wants a boyfriend, gets a boyfriend, but there's conflict, falls in love with somebody else, and in the end they kiss and do other things. And that's the end. Yeah, that's what it is. Chick flicks. Um but we decided on Captain America because a good action thing is is better on a big screen. Well that and those pecs that he has on a big screen are pretty nice looking, huh? Hmm. No comment. So, um, I watched the pilot of Wonder Woman, by the way. I thought they weren't going to do the show. They didn't, but I have a friend that found a copy of it and I watched it. Huh. Wonder Woman. I grew up watching Pamela Carter. Is it Pamela Carter or 
was it her sister? I get confused. I think it was Linda. Linda Carter, Carter was Wonder Woman. Her yeah. sister's Pamela Carter. All the world is waiting for you and the power you possess. My grandpa mm. used to watch Wonder Woman. Yeah, I imagine. Yep. My dad did too. I don't know if he watched it for the plot. He liked though, their. Co- like he that. liked her costume. I have to admit. Ooh. Yes, it wasn't much of a costume. Well, this it, one wasn't much of a It's really costume. interesting because did you realize that, that if we get into mythology a little bit, uh-huh. um, that Wonder Woman's name on the island that Diana. she was Diana and that is Prince. Is um Princess Diana. Yeah. And that's the name of um a goddess they talk about yeah. in the Bible times. Artemis and Diana. Yeah. It was a, a goddess people worshipped. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, um... (laughs) I'm just bringing that up. There's a lot of mythology involved in um, in comic books. Sure there is. Sure. Tons. Sure. Well, Thor... Well, you got something exciting this week um, in the mail, didn't you? FedEx brought it for you. Oh, I wasn't home when it came. But yes, I was very excited. A big box showed up. And what was it? I was very, very excited, which we probably need to get it out again tomorrow. Mm. I was so, so excited because we have had a long-running history of lawnmower problems. Yes, we have. For years and years, we've had problems with lawnmowers. And I had a client that had an electric lawnmower, and I really loved the fact that I didn't have to pull a string. I just plugged it in and pulled the <coughs> handle on it, went. And, and it starts um, right up. It starts right as up. As long as the you don't have cord to is plugged in. Go to the, you don't have to go to the um, gas station and yeah. bring home smelly gas in your car. Yeah. So... Um, Rick tried to surprise me and he, he probably would have, except for it took like a week longer to get here and my grass was getting longer. And I kept on saying, Rick, could you order me some, you know, a lawnmower? We need to do something. We need to go to Home Depot or we, you know, so I was getting on his case. And so finally Every he day. told me, oh, I wanted to surprise you, but it was supposed to be here a week ago. I can't ever surprise you. It never works surprising you. Well, not when it comes to my yard, because I like my yard mode, and yeah, I like it looking somewhat nice. So now she has a really cool Black & Decker 18-inch electric lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. She is very excited I about know, it. I know. I get excited about weird things. You know, I'm not a typical woman that likes fancy jewelry and stuff. I get excited about yard tools. Mm-hmm. I got. It. I remember one year asking for a, a wheelbarrow, a, a Rubbermaid wheelbarrow, one of those kind that wouldn't rust. Yeah. I wanted one of those for Mother's Day. Yes, I remember that. And I was very excited when you guys got me a wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. So know. you should be happy now. You have an electric lawnmower. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a very, very cutting gift. Very cutting edge, yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. It's kind of tech. It was kind of technology too. Yeah. Technological. I actually went out and mowed part of the lawn with it. Yeah. It makes really a lot less noise too. It is. It's not as noisy. It doesn't 
put out a, a lot of pollution, like. Um, but Jade still tries to the bite gas it. Gas-powered ones. Jade wants to bite anything that's electrical. The vacuum cleaner, the lawnmower, the. Oh well, the broom. even the broom. It's not electric, but she try, still tries to bite it. And when we're watering the flowers, she bites at that. She bites at the stream at of everything. water coming yeah. out. Yeah. By the way, go to uh, YouTube.com/slash Rick Moyer seven 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 and watch the documentary. That's a documentary called. Jade loves her Kong, K O N G, mm-hmm. and watch that because it's quite entertaining, and you can see a little bit more of the personality of our crazy dog. And last but not least, I I got the hugest kick out of the last two days. Amy's been, you've been down in Raymond yeah. visiting your mom and working for a couple of clients down that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is hilarious, everybody. My wife was so excited; she called to tell me she. <laughs> She updated her Facebook page from her iPod, and I'm like, "How did you do that?" Because you got to remember, her mom is what eighty. My mom refuses to how have a computer she? in her home. And how She's old is she? eighty-one. Eighty-one, and she does not have the internet at her house. No, she doesn't even have a computer. But get this, everybody! My wife is getting so techy. She stole Wi-Fi from the neighbors. <laughs> She stole Wi Fi. I don't signal. even know what she, neighbor. <laughs> she doesn't even know which neighbor it is. All she did was find, don't tell him what, what the name was, oh, but she okay. found a name of a Wi Fi network that was and available. I just tried it. <laughs> she clicked the button, and voila, it wasn't password protected. My wife is stealing bandwidth. Well, and you know what? I tried to do this legitimately at first because we're I friends. Know, we're friends with her neighbor, and she, my mom got a Kindle. Uh-huh. And every time that she wanted to update her Kindle, I would have to bring it home, update the candle, and then bring it back to her the next week Uh because we live like 35 minutes apart. So not only is Amy stealing Wi-Fi, she just enabled her mother to steal Wi-Fi. Well, I updated my mom's Kindle for her, so we borrowed. So her mom's Wi-Fi is hooked up to somebody we don't even know's network. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my god. Thank goodness. you, Olive Raymond, and I won't you know, thank you for the Don't tell them what street she's on, yeah. They probably don't listen to our borrow. podcast. Well, I mean, we're only borrowing their internet for about ten minutes uh, every other week. Oh, or don't something. let her fool you. She's <laughs> so. on it all night. She's on her, her iPod so much, it's not even funny. Well if she could, yes. she'd buy an iPad in a moment if I she had the I probably would. I probably would because I I really like iPad iPods and iPads. I don't. I think um, right now I'm using a real dinosaur laptop as as the computer I use, and it's really slow and and it doesn't even have a battery in it, so you have to leave it plugged in on the desk all the time. Um, and so and it's really heavy and old, and so I think when that finally dies, I'm going to tell Rick, don't buy me another laptop. Just save up and <laughs> buy Give me, me an, iPad. an iPad. Well, because what, you can do see, almost everything I've, you can okay, do on a laptop. I do have a plan. You do? Uh-huh. Oh, Eventually, they're going to come out with the iPad 3. And then, so what I'll do is give you my or... iPad two you and know, get the iPad three. We've gone this route before with cell phones, and yeah. I would go like four years without getting my update on the cell phone <laughs> the because be, yeah the upgrade because you kept on taking my upgrade and finally i kept on dealing with these phones with old batteries that only worked half the time and i i finally said forget it you're not taking my upgrade anymore <laughs> and this is the reason <laughs> i'm gonna I don't, get a new phone <laughs> this is why i don't have an iphone i have an android crappy phone 
Well, if you would have waited another year. No, your phone was broken, though. Yeah. So you couldn't wait. It doesn't matter, though. I don't yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is I kind of <laughs> like an iPhone. It's hard when you like an oh. iPad and an iPhone. And I they didn't both ever think expensive. I'd ever have this conversation with Amy Moyer. Yeah, I used to be just Miss Granola and not really care about technology at all. And now you've got me. Yeah, I used to be Miss Miss Granola. <laughs> what does granola have to do with technology? Well, I mean, you know, just kind of into like hiking and gardening. And I didn't care about technology. Now you've got me hooked. Yep. It's not Indeed. very nice of you. Thanks to some of my techie friends and me, we just got you all hooked up. Yeah. But I think one of the things that got me hooked, though, was I've always liked Scrabble. The whole time I was growing up, and matter of fact, I played actually a real Scrabble game with my mom yesterday. Instead of Word with Friends, she... On a, a real Scrabble board. Deluxe version, of course. Yeah. Um, but I grew up playing Scrabble with my grandparents and stuff. And and so what got me hooked using a, a iPod Touch was that I could play Scrabble on it. Yeah, I know. Yes, I'm kind of. I kind of like that. More than like. Well, okay. Yes. She used to complain all the. T- you used to complain so much. You're on the computer too much. Put that thing down. Why do you bring it to bed? La 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 la. And now. <laughs> now in the morning. Now if she misplaced before we get if, up if she, in the morning, yeah. we'll check our email and Facebook she, together yeah. in bed. <laughs> yeah, and then get this: if she misplaces her iPod. You better watch out because you know how crazy I get when I lose my keys. She's worse with the iPod. She can't find it anywhere. Would you like play words with friends so I can hear it beep? <laughs> yep. Yep. That's you. Yeah. Couldn't live without it now. Yeah. yeah. I, I probably could. But Don't I probably, drop it in the toilet or anything because I can't replace that right now. I probably would go on withdrawals for a, a week or two. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I'd probably just be sitting there begging you to use your I, um, iPad. Hey, everybody. One last thing before we go into our subject for the day. Okay. Um, a big voiceover project that I did finally has gone public. Oh, yeah. And you can check it out. They're doing a big fundraiser plan to launch the website. If you head on over to www.pet-zet. Pet-zet. Instead of jet-set, it's, it's pet-zet. Dot com, mm-hmm. you can see um, some of my voiceover work as Bob the Cat. Yeah, and I was talking to um, somebody that you work for in Australia, uh-huh. our friend Stefan, uh-huh. and we just thought this was the wildest thing because another voiceover artist that was hired on the same website... To do Sydney the, the Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is a voiceover over artists that has worked with you on two different projects. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Calric, mm-hmm. yeah. He For plays the, Sydney the Chihuahua, the the court, the travel Chihuahua. So what the what the site is is as it launches it's going to be a site all about pets mm-hmm. and about pet food, about pet entertainment, about trips you can go and take your pet on. I mean, it's just it's but a, it's a website for pets by pets. Right. So they have characters, and they do that are they do puppets, and pets. they do they do uh, video animation, they mm-hmm. do cartoons, different things like that, and it's really interesting. <laughs> the um, The folks that are doing it mm-hmm. um, have worked for the Food Network, or actually for Alton Brown, who mm-hmm. does Good Eats. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, one of them was a line producer. I'm not sure if she still is or not, but I think for 11 years she's been mm-hmm. working with him. And then the other was like a fashion consultant and did a bunch of fashion work over on the East Coast. And they brought this these ideas together that made both of them had successful TV and fashion careers. And now they brought these together to do this big website called PetZet. And so check it out. Go to pet-zet.com and check out my voice as Bob the Cat. I've done 13 programs for them now. Mm-hmm. And they will be on when the when the whole thing launches. You'll be able to watch Zinema with your well, host, Bob. Especially if you're an animal lover or um, I bet kids will just really Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, the it's it was so amazing. I remember the first time I watched the um, animation of you talking from the cat's mouth. You know, I mean, I don't know how to describe that, but I was just like, "Wow, that is so cool." It's so weird though to hear yeah. my voice coming out of a cat. Well, you've done other animated things for commercials and stuff before. Yeah, I but... did a louse. And... <laughs> yeah. I've done uh, uh, a uh, nightclub singer, and I've done a couple other characters. Yeah. Pirates. Mm-hmm. Parrots. Yeah. You've, you've, Arg. You've done animations before, but I think this one's very good quality. I oh, think yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. doing this up really nice. It's it's going to be a nice, big, huge deal. So go head over there and tell me what you think of Bob Pet the Cat. Zet. Pet Zet.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. I'll put that in our show notes too, so everybody can go over there and check it out. You have it on your Facebook page. I do. I put up I put up the video so everybody can mm-hmm. watch it. Okay, that's everything going on in our house, at least. I mean, we've got lots more, but we are out of time. Okay. Let's get into our subject here in just one moment. Stick around. Hey, Gildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evie, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. Hi, my name's Al. And my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Hey, you know what? Take him with you costs money to put out. Did you know that? Um, yeah. It does. And the reason it does is because it's part of what we do for our job now. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, going for about two and a half years, almost three years, and uh, we have been having a great time bringing to you fresh content 
every week. I don't think we've only taken one week off in two and a half years. Wow. And that's a, a lot of fun for mm-hmm. us, but it also costs money because we have to pay for our website. And uh, well, I mean, we have somebody that that sponsors part of it, but for the other part of our stuff, we pay for that all our, ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you want to help us, we would love it if you could make a donation towards the Take Him With You podcast. All you got to do is go to takehimwithyou.com, click on the Donate to Rick and Amy, and it brings up PayPal, and you can donate right there with your debit card or your credit card, or if you just want to send us a check, our name is right there with our address, and you can send it right to our house. And we would so much appreciate it. Um, we just so appreciate those folks that do contribute on a monthly basis It's or one-time deal is just fantastic to us. And we just appreciate that. But if you've never done that before and you get something out of the program, would you consider it? Because it would really help us out. Yes, indeed. Waiting for my wife to kick in there. Yes, yes, yes. That's all she wants to say. We don't like talking about money on the program, even though today is all about money. So <laughs> Yeah. But we're going to talk about how to save you money, not... You know, we'll talk about managing money. Managing It'll be money. really fun. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. My email address is rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. Well, that's yours. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or you can find me on Facebook. The same thing, but amy.moyer. Mm-hmm. And you can also check out my video blog, which is at uh, youtube.com slash Moyer. 777. Yeah, I don't have a video blog. No, nah, you don't like doing this video. I take enough video of you as it is. He takes an, a She's so huge sick amount of, of video. I I think I could, you know. Say goodnight, Gracie. Uh, goodnight, Gracie. We'll be right back with our subject.
out a way to get rid of money But isn't it funny How much we all love money What'd you think? Do you like that song, dear? Sure, it was nice. Apollo Sunshine is the name of the band, and mm-hmm. the, the song was called Money. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, actually, if you listen to all the lyrics. Very profound song. Let's just put it that uh, way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about money. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, money from the perspective of, first of all, the whole concept behind money. Obviously, uh, money, uh, some form of currency has been around... Um, in the world since, boy, pretty much close to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about yeah. it. I mean, if you look at things biblically, if, if you read the Bible mm-hmm. at all, you'd know that money didn't exist in the Garden of Eden because yeah. God took care of all of their needs mm-hmm. and there wasn't any trading or bartering or anything like that. It was after mm-hmm. uh, they got themselves in a little bit of trouble and then had to branch off and go different places in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that is when we we then started seeing barter and trade and then from there um you know expensive items like gold and silver and things became uh monetary type of things and and mm-hmm. and represented wealth and so on and so forth or even pearls or sure anything or jewels, precious yeah, yeah. It, it basically became kind of the standard yeah like right now our our money in the United States is based on gold and I think that there was also... Um, Even though we're having all these problems. I think right there now. was also a lot of trade and bartering that went on in biblical yeah. days. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, there's there's been money around for quite a while, so, several thousand years. So the interesting thing about that is you always hear, you always hear this, that money is the root of all evil. You all, I mean, mm-hmm. how many times have you heard that in your life? Oh, quite a few. But really, biblically... If you really want to get right down to it, money does cause people to do some really interesting things. But it's really not the money per se, because if you think about it, people have taken their wealth and done some great and fantastic things with it. And there's other people that have done horrible and awful things with their money. So Mm -hmm. it's not the money per se, but when you read the Bible, you'll find um, Mm -hmm. that the Bible actually says it's... The love of money is the root mm-hmm. of all evil. Mm-hmm. And that really does play out. If you think about finances, wealth, um, really that gives people power in life to do kind of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And and as a result of that, that either can go to someone's head, which we've seen many, many times. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I think we've all been tempted to love money because money does afford us things that we want to do or go places we want to go or control things that maybe we want to control or the lack of money also can be keeps very miserable from doing the yes. things that we like to do or absolutely going, going the place we'd like to go yeah. yeah but when you get right down to it what we have found is that um and it's very true that it's the love of money that really makes people do some very very bad things well and i i think of a verse that just came to my mind where it says to be content in all things, mm-hmm. um, that you know, there's a lot of us that wish we might have more money, or get to go do, you know, or get to have the things that money can buy, you know, ability to travel or mm-hmm. go do things or buy things. 
But if we can put our put on our um, uh, like a good attitude about being grateful for the things we do have, mm-hmm. that brings about a contentment. You know that if you can kind of count, we used to talk about counting our blessings, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of a fancy way of saying be thankful. You know, try to have an attitude of gratitude, and um, that will help. Well, any, anytime we concentrate on what we don't have, mm-hmm. um, if you're not doing that uh, for the results of getting that thing to enhance your life or to help people, then basically you can be pretty miserable. Yeah. But I used to talk to my kids about playing the glad game. And I read Pollyanna to them when they were little kids. Uh And Pollyanna was a character in this book that um, her parents were missionaries and they were pretty poor. But um, her dad taught her about the glad game when one time they got these missionary barrels, which were barrels filled with odd things that people would send to the mission field. And in this one missionary barrel, she'd wanted a doll, but instead she got a pair of crutches. Uh-huh. And she's like, but dad, I wanted a doll. And he, and so he taught her the glad game because he said, well, one thing is you can be thankful you don't need the crutches. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> so, I guess it is in perspective, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I remember when when we were doing some mission work down in Mexico and we had gone across the border and we went instantly into this little uh, village when we pulled in it was poverty stricken Mm -hmm. i mean the the average guy only made 30 dollars a month Mm -hmm. you know that's like what we don't understand that because most of the homes didn't even have a cement floor they were dirt floors and and i remember i remember this one family inviting me because i was a one of the pastors on the trip he invited me to come see his home because he was a glass blower Mm -hmm. and he wanted to show me where he worked and show me some of his trade that he would take the glass that he blew. He made hummingbirds and sea- sailing ships beautiful and things. beautiful artwork yeah. with his with glass blowing. And he would take it across the border and sell it in California. Mm. And he had a he had a license to do all that and all that stuff. But he wanted me to come see his home, and so I was a little nervous because I I was uncomfortable there anyway because it was just really different feeling there. Really and but hot, it was and it was no running water. Well, it was later <laughs> at night and it was dark and what they call roads in the village that we were at were basically mm. dirt paths with uh big you grooves know, in them grooves from, in them from the rain mm-hmm. when they when once in a while they get rain and it would put big grooves in the in the roadways well they took me up to their house on this hill and i went with a few of the kids from the youth group and i remember coming up to this place and he was so proud he was so excited to show me and really he had a very nice home compared mm-hmm. to most of the people in the village but what his nice home was was a cement slab Mm-hmm. with tin siding mm-hmm. and it was probably no bigger than our living room altogether the whole house and our living room isn't very big no it's not and when we when i walked in um you know part of the floor was dirt there was a little bit of cement on for the living uh, part of the living quarters um they actually had a refrigerator which i was really surprised at because most of the places we went didn't have a fridge did they have did they have real electricity or was it like most of the places where, where it was they borrowed had a, from the I a don't coat know. hanger thrown up? <laughs> I didn't ask because didn't... we went to this one village and there would be Americans that would have 
these power big lines houses in, yeah. down there, and they'd have power lines. And then the villagers would take coat hangers Ugh. and steal and the power and put it on wires. Power, yeah. And it would go across the road. Yeah. Kids are out there playing and everything with power going across the road. Yeah, with wires. power lines all over. Well, the place. that wasn't the case here, but okay. So I go into the house and he's so proud. He shows me his glass blowing station. It's beautiful, but but he really has. It, it felt like you were going into a house where they had a bunch of '70s stuff from a garage sale. That's probably, and that's probably what yeah. it was. But but he was see perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. He was so happy to show me his home. I dare not make any weird looks at all. I'll tell you because um, I just decided right then and there. I'm very thankful. You know, here I get down because I don't have a big salary and we don't have a fancy house and you know all these different things. But we don't know what it's yeah. like to live that way. And so for him, you know, his perspective was he was just grateful that his kids were healthy mm-hmm. and that he had his wife and they lived in the place that had a, a roof. And, and that is such had, a different... And they had a Flintstones cookie jar. They did. And we taught the kids how to say, Yabba, Dabba, do. do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you see, the perspective of, you know, a, a wealthy man isn't necessarily, or a woman, is not necessarily one that has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, wealth is really in the eyes, what, what does God think of wealth? He thinks that somebody who's wealthy in his eyes is someone who's rich in spirit and lives life mm-hmm. to the fullest. Um, it doesn't really depend on what's in the bank account or the cash or the or the money that they have. Yeah. So it, I just thought that was just a really interesting perspective. But, you know, everywhere we've gone, whether it be in the church, in business, in um in just life in general in the neighborhood here mm-hmm. we have seen how money can corrupt people not not money itself but the love of money mm-hmm. and we, i think it boils down to the power that it holds yeah we we had uh some friends that that we felt fairly close to and it was really interesting the wealthier they got they got into some stuff then they started making a lot of money and and the wealthier they got the more strange they became and not in a not in a good way in a mm-hmm. really really bad way because all of a sudden you know you could feel like all of a sudden you felt like you were a peon mm-hmm. and that they were the masters because they had lots of cash they had lots of money and yeah. it was really interesting to watch the gratefulness went out the window and then they thought everybody should be grateful for them if they ever did anything at all for them it was really weird to watch but you know that's not the first people that we've seen that happen with and also on the other side of that, we know other people that are well-to-do and they're very generous and mm-hmm. grateful and, um, you know, it, it just depends on your your heart level, I mean, where your heart is. And Well, there's a really interesting scripture, Amy, in, uh, I believe, I can't remember if it's in First Peter or Second Peter, but in the New Testament, really interesting. It talks about um, who is the master of our lives. And then when it talks mm-hmm. about... Whatever masters you, you become its slave. Mm-hmm. In other words, whatever is the most important in your life yeah. will become what you serve. You, you start to serve it. And f- interestingly enough, there's several scriptures in the Bible that talk about how you can't serve God and money. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta decide who you're going to serve there. Yeah. Because money should just be a tool. Exactly. That that God puts in your hands and and you you hold on to it loosely, which so that it can you know go yeah. in and out as as God. Which directs. comes down to a whole concept called stewardship. Mm-hmm. 
And really, if you think about it, um, all of us are given the same amount of breath. I mean, we may die earlier than somebody else, but we're all given 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> we're given 24 hours in a day to do something. And what we do with that time is very, very important. And how we use our money is the same way. When when uh, we get wealth or, or, or um, uh, what do you call it, a material uh, mm-hmm. type of stuff... We can either we can use it to be selfish and to serve ourselves and to to get fat on, or we can actually help other people with it and make mm-hmm. a difference and uh, do something in this world that's worth worth what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can be selfish, and and so that's the age old thing, and it happens all the time. And we've seen so many people. You know, the number one cause of divorce in the United States Not- is money, money issues. Yeah. And, you know, and and if you get down to it, it, you can go even deeper because usually it's lack of communication. Well, it's lack of about money, because if 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 a couple disagrees about money, we've had lots of times in our marriage that that we we haven't, you know, agreed how to, you know, save or spend or what to pay off first, you know different things like that priority wise but if you take the time to communicate and instead of just getting upset about it sometimes you have to say this is important to me because and other times even if you say this is important to you you have to decide if the other person doesn't agree you think in the whole spectrum of things in life and in in, in eternity is this really important? Right. Is, is this something to cause a a schism in your relationship? With well, someone that you love and care yeah. for. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time, material things, they really aren't that important. Well, and we, we and had you a, can we have just a, say, I'll leave them alone. We have a real good friend in California. Kenny is his name. And he recently went to the Comic-Con convention, you know, and... and mm-hmm. Got to do all sorts of really cool things, dressed up as a hobbit and, you know, had a great time. And on the last day of the convention, he went out to get in his Jeep to go home and somebody had stolen all of his podcasting equipment, his camera, his video camera, his uh, bunch of stuff that he bought at the convention. I mean, close to $3,000 worth of equipment was stolen. And he was tweeting about it and talking about it on Facebook and stuff and talking about how sick he felt. But he said something really interesting in the midst of all that, he said, mm-hmm. you know what? It's just things, and things can be replaced. Yeah. And I thought that was a really, really great... I know that I know it was tough, and I've, I've had things stolen from me, and I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a really great thing that he did, because he has a lot of people that follow him and listen to him on his podcast and stuff, and I thought it was really great of him to to handle it that way. And then you know what? A bunch of us have gathered together and we're going to help him replace his equipment. Um, and that's the, that's the other beauty of, of things like this. You know, relationships are more important than material things. And in this case, Kenny may have lost a lot of stuff that was important to him. But you know what? He's going to get it back. And what he also has learned is that he's got people and friends that care about him and love him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's far more important than those things. Yeah. So I just thought that was a really interesting timing and all that. Yeah. When that happened and everything, so uh, Kenny, we're pulling for you, and you know we help we're we're helping him with a little bit of getting some of his stuff back, and so are several other people. So 
that's very, very cool. But mm-hmm. perspective is everything. Yeah. You know, the one thing, he didn't get hurt. He wasn't mugged. You know, he was fine. Mm-hmm. And then oh, to top it off, he got in a car wreck that night, too. Oh, just, I didn't know Yeah, that. somebody rear-ended it and then took off. Oh. I know, I know. Just a crazy night for him. But uh, he's doing much better now, and we're we're glad for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amy, let's talk a little bit about how people manage money, because I think I think people need to know they're not alone when it comes to frustrations with money. Mm-hmm. Because there are lots of you're not paying attention. I, you know what, I accidentally lost our Facebook comment, so I'm just finding them again. We can always I, um, pause and you can find okay. them. Okay, but pay attention here, ma'am. Okay, come on, gee whiz. All right, I put my iPod down. Thank you. She does this to me all the time. She used to get so mad at me. I want to talk to Rick. I want to talk to Rick. Yeah, I want to talk to Amy. Okay, I'm here. Let's talk about managing money because. We have found um, in the many, many years of doing um, counseling for marriage and uh, doing all these type of things and working with a lot of people that there are a few different management styles of money. Mm-hmm. And it isn't always the same. Sometimes it's the guy. Sometimes it's the gal. It's not always the same across the board. It just seems to be different personalities. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the personalities that we've seen when it comes to managing money. Let's talk about us. How would you say you? What kind of a money person are you? Well, I think you know we've been married twenty five years. So if I go back to when I was managing my own money by myself, I would probably say I'm a lot like um, our middle child as far as I was a saver. Uh-huh. And um, before I got married, well, I. I had invested into um, cattle and bought a few calves. I bought three calves, and they in turn had calves. That was and, a very moving investment. <laughs> and so I had a little milk herd when I we got married. Plus, I had money in the bank, and I had an income coming in from my milk cows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing pretty well financially. <laughs> Before we got married. I mean, I wasn't rich, but I had a little income coming in. And um, I was an investor and a saver. And I I didn't part with money very easily. I worked hard on the farm for what I got and worked at a she couple other places. for the money. Um, so, I mean, I think I was generous in, in some respects. But I wasn't like a, just a... Um, frivolous spender Mm -hmm. and you know i think that you would probably agree still to this day that i don't go out and buy like crazy amounts of clothes or shoes or furniture or frivolous things well you know i I buy necessities i have friends though that they they went through divorces because their wife would have no yeah no concept of saving they would just well, they really wanted all the materialistic things. They wanted uh-huh. the best furniture. They wanted the best electronics. They wanted the best of cars and trucks mm-hmm. and stuff. <clears throat> and it just broke them. You know, they just yeah. couldn't afford it. They were trying to keep up, and it didn't work. And they, because of the stress, they just broke up, and they divorced and stuff. And I can't tell you. I can't even count how many of my friends have had that happen. Mm-hmm. So, it, but sometimes it's the guy that's more the spend. You know, go out and spend everything. Um, but really interesting how that works. And okay, so so you meet me, and what am I like with money? Well, 
you're you're really good at paying bills on time. And I I think that's been a, a thing in most of our marriage you've been in charge of of the bill paying and you've been really good about paying bills on time. Um but I think between the two of us you're probably She's more looking the at me with spender. this really trepidation. I mean, you're probably more the spender. Yes. And and if if I were to spend money, I would probably spend it more on um, making the house and yard nice, um, maybe clothes and travel, things like that. But I have a hard time just spending money frivolously. So we have old secondhand, thirdhand furniture and... Um, we, you know, we just aren't real elaborate in our lifestyle, so, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I think that in every couple, you have to just kind of come to an understanding. One thing that we were told in our marriage counseling before we got married that I thought was a good thing, and, and we, for the most part tried to do this you know other than groceries and gas and, and, and regular one, bills and accidental ebay bids yeah you kind of get in trouble with that once in a while but for the most part if Boy. it's a large purchase like over 20 30 dollars you know other than gro- groceries and gas those are kind of inevitable yeah we don't really call well most of the time <laughs> there are times when the checkbook gets low and we'll call um, do we have enough I, to do this? Can yeah. I buy groceries today? But um, for the most part, we kind of know how much we can spend on groceries and gas, and you just have to do that. Um, but we, you know, our ca- marriage, our pastor that counseled us before we were married, he said, you know, that was an arrangement that they had that if it if it was over twenty dollars, that they would call each other up and talk about it. You know, so they. And back then, $20 was more than it is now. Yeah. You know, it it could be whatever the two people, if you're you're cohabitating with someone or, you know, in a family situation, sharing a checkbook. And that's another question. Oh, we get this all the time from people. Should the husband have a different checkbook than the wife? Should they both have separate accounts or should the accounts be together? Yeah. Well, we... Um, started out, I think we both had separate things, and then we had to combine them. Yeah, but we we combined them right away. Fairly quickly, yes. And we have we've been of the policy that we share everything, mm-hmm. and that has, I think that's been really good for us. I've watched other couples over the years that have separate finances, and it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe that's that works for them. Yeah. But I've seen them have a mess. I've seen it be worse off. Instead of your money, my money, fighting over who's going to pay for what. We decided we that we just combined it. We just always combined it. Yeah. And then we pay the bills together. Yeah. You know, it's not who's, you know, one money and, yeah. Well, and especially now that we're doing what we're doing, um, it's a whole different lifestyle for us now because... We live every two weeks. We're like, well, I hope we can pay the bills. And it comes in, but it's, boy, it's all, sometimes it's a little bit scary. Yeah. But God, you know, God's been faithful. And um, I think that that's another point to think about is if you are of the opinion that God made everything and that everything is his, um, then there's just a faith in there that, you know, you work hard and you do what you need to do, but... But at the same time, there's a trust in God that 
that he's going to help you get what you need. Yeah, and agreed. and the prayer, we've talked about this prayer before on the podcast. People call it the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father, depending on your religious background. Oh, Our Father who art in heaven, mm-hmm. hallowed be thy name, that one. Yeah, and it's the prayer that Jesus taught his followers when they asked him how to pray. Right. And right there in that prayer, it says, give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a neat point to talk about is Jesus taught people to rely on God for their daily needs mm-hmm. and to ask him for their daily needs. And sometimes we could get all nervous about retirement or about um, a vacation fund or, you know, on and on about this thing to worry about financially or that thing to worry about financially. And again, we were talking about contentment and, I think sometimes we need to like take a breath and go, God, can you just get me through this day? And, you know, if you have something to eat and something to wear and a place to sleep and, you know, ways to get to work, <laughs> your kids are, you know, somewhat healthy and, um, you know, be thankful for the things that you have today and yeah. God providing what you need for today. And that'll take a lot of anxiety away and a lot of arguing and fighting and bickering and being thankful for our needs being met today. Well, I can say honestly over the years, finances have been... I've watched some people that are able to just go out and do what they want to do and then they figure out how to pay for it. I've never been one that does that. I I don't like doing that because I get nervous about it. Mm-hmm. But then I had a steady job and I got a paycheck every two, you know, every every half a month. Mm-hmm. But then when it became different for us, um, I had to really adjust my thinking on that because I, in order not to be scared and freaked out, I just have to believe, like you said, we have to, just have to trust that God's going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been easy. I mean, we went in debt for some things and we're trying to get out of debt now. Mm-hmm. But uh, and like this week, no work for me. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know. Hopefully I'll get some work, but I'm not freaked out too bad about it because so far we've been taken care of fine. Mm-hmm. And who knows, you know, I, I just, I just got to, you know, stay, stay cool about it and not let myself worry. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fascinating when you look at Jesus's attitude about money. Mm-hmm. If you read the New Testament, um, you'll hear like faith preachers say, well, Jesus had a treasurer. Judas took care of the money. So he was, you know, he, he wasn't poor if he, he needed a treasurer. Right. All this stuff. And they give you all these different things um, and and say, you know, that Jesus, well, it doesn't really matter what they say. The fact is the Bible says that Jesus really didn't have, <laughs> our cat is coming over. I wonder if I, our lamp was Waving back and forth. Our cat is rubbing up against it, stripey. High stripe. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you if you look at Jesus' attitude towards money, he he had the same attitude towards money that he did politics. Mm-hmm. And that was very nonchalant. It wasn't that big of a deal to him. And I and I, the reason I say that <laughs> he created the world. What's a few pieces of gold? Well, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. But interesting, interestingly enough, there's several stories that revolve around mm-hmm. um, Jesus and money. One of them being when a guy comes to him and says, "Look, it, I've done. I've been an awesome person. Mm-hmm. What do I need to follow you? What do I need to do?" And he said, "Well, you have. You've done really well there, 
kiddo or guy or whatever you are. You've kept the commandments you, as well. He goes, but sure. there's one thing you lack. Mm-hmm. Go and sell all of your yeah. your stuff that you own. Give it to the give poor. it to the poor, and then come and follow me. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what a concept! Can you imagine? Um, I, I think a lot of times it says that the the guy hung his head and walked away because I think because he realized the grip that the wealth had upon him. He couldn't just leave whatever. And and you know what? I think that's a lot of times in our lives. We don't always do the things we know we should be doing because we're scared of the consequences of giving up the control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is really an interesting story that this guy would come and ask, you know, how do I, how am I supposed to do this? And he said, well, sell everything, give it to the poor and come follow me. I don't think Jesus was trying to make the guy destitute. I don't think he was, I think he knew that the guy was, was controlled by his money. Mm -hmm. And that in particular was something that Jesus said, you know what? This got a grip over you and you got to go do this. If you really want to serve me, if you really want to do what you're called to do in your Mm -hmm. life, then you got to give up these things. Now, that didn't mean, I don't believe that that meant that Jesus wanted the guy to be poor. I don't think that at all. I think he just realized that the that the guy was controlled by money. Well, money was his master. In that section of scripture, it said a rich young ruler came to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was very health, um, very wealthy, very powerful. And, um, you know, for someone who's very wealthy and powerful to be told sell everything you have and give it to the poor. It that was kind of a uh, a hard thing for him to hear, I guess. Yeah. Well, it'd be a hard thing for any of us to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more the we we don't in in our in the world that we live in, most of people listening to this podcast right now, we are far more wealthy than most of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you find, when you really get out there and look around, that you know, there there are people that are destitute. There are, there are mm. countries where people have nothing. Yeah. No possessions, you know. And we don't understand that. We we are very rich compared to most people. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just the fact. But I thought I thought that the concept and the whole idea though of this this what would you do if you didn't let money control you? Mm-hmm. What would I do? What would you do? And I have to say that part of my dream is coming true now of doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do because I'm not letting the money master me. Now I'm not there yet all the way. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I, I would like it if you didn't have to go out into the, and clean houses and stuff. I think it'll be awesome on the day that we can just survive on what I'm not just survive, but prosper on what I'm doing. Um, not, not because you can't go out and work. Cause I think if you want to, you're more than welcome, but you have dreams of starting a florist shop or doing something creative and, you know, something I more exciting Africa than and take care of AIDS babies. Yeah. See, and, and that's a, that's a fantastic thing. And I don't think you should give up on that yeah. because, because I think what we do is we let money control what we do and what we don't do mm-hmm. when we should really be thinking now. What what is the higher purpose here of all this? And what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Then I think God will make a way for us to get that. Now I don't understand all these things. I don't know why you know we we have to pay off a, a credit card. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it all. It's it's upsetting sometimes, and other times it's fantastic. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all the answers to everything on this, but I do know this: that money oftentimes dictates what we do and what we don't do, and it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It really shouldn't. 
And uh, we need to find out ways that we can get above that as far as our attitude is concerned Mm -hmm. and really start making a difference. Another time in the Bible, um, somebody came and they asked um, about paying taxes. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the particular verbiage of of what was said, but I I, I think I do. Uh, Basically, Jesus said, well, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is his. (laughs) And when you think about that for a moment, another interesting attitude that Jesus had towards mm-hmm. wealth, he said, whose image is on the coin that you have? Yeah. And he said, Caesar's. And then he said, well, then give to Caesar's what is Caesar's yeah. and then give to God what is God's. Now, what is God's? Everything. Not just everything, but in particular, what was he referring to? Well, I think God wants our hearts. He wants us. Yeah. He, wants- he was referring to the person mm-hmm. that was holding the coin. Yeah. And- give yourself to God and give... Exactly to the government. So in other words, in other words, have the right perspective. Let Mm -hmm. the money take care of the money. You know, pay your taxes, do what you need to do with Mm -hmm. the money end of it. But the money is not you. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so confused in the class systems that we have. We've got the poor. We've got the, you know, poverty. We've got the middle class. We've got the upper class. We've got the The, rich. The the one percent that has. You know, 90% of the money. <laughs> but but we put people in these classifications yeah. because of their wealth and not, and that is not at all what God sees. He doesn't mm-hmm. see the wealth. He sees the person. Yeah. And so I think that is, that's fascinating. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, that's one of the reasons I serve God is because he puts us on a level playing field, even though we live in a world where it doesn't seem like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think in one way, um, it's it's cool to know that for God there there isn't a class system. Right. There isn't, you know, one nation that's more important to another nation to God. There isn't one um ethnicity that's more important to God. There isn't one gender that's more important to God. But well, he it says that God is no of respecter of persons. In other mm-hmm. words, if you look at the what that really says, yeah. it says that he doesn't show favoritism. He he everybody is his favorite. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing if you think about it you know there's there's one other um thing it's not a scripture but um we've talked about the historian josephus before Mm -hmm. and he um was a historian at the time of christ and in a historical account um he went and interviewed mary and joseph and um, they were a little upset with Jesus at the time. This is from a historical, this isn't scripture, but this is a historical perspective that Josephus recorded that they were kind of concerned about Jesus because... Are, are you sure it was Josephus or was it the I, um, I the Arco it. volume that I had? Because I read something similar, Gamaliel. Was it Gamaliel instead of Josephus? I uh, thought it was Josephus. I don't think so. Oh, well, it was in a historical account that we have on our bookshelf somewhere that we read. And um, Jesus was not really concerned with having fancy clothes and Mm -hmm. getting position and titles and power. He was just wanting to hang out with his friends and talk about God. Yeah. And, you know, talk about the scripture. and, And he was more concerned about relationship. Yes. And um, 
and more concerned about spiritual things, but not necessarily religious things and power and mm-hmm. and the whole power play and structure and politics. Yeah, he wasn't concerned about that. He wasn't concerned about having fancy clothes. Yes, and um, so that was just something interesting. You know, if Jesus is supposed to be our example, then then maybe we don't need to be so hung up about fancy clothes and power and politics and maybe we just need to be concerned about how our neighbors doing are they being taken care of do they have what they need i don't know you sound a little liberal there loving on well i think jesus teaches us to love liberally i believe love extravagantly i I believe that and um there's there's a lot of scriptures and where where the bible talks about um not to be concerned about things and stressed out about things of this world. Well, yeah, um, there's a whole part in Matthew where it says, um, you know, look at the the lilies, lilies of the, the field. field. They don't strive or toil, yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. But they're clothed and, in and the, Yeah, clothed in magic. And then the birds of the air, do they care mm-hmm. about? No, God takes care of them. But he sees they get food. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he says, and how much more important are you? Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes... Because of what religion has done and, and shown us, because it's seeped in in the money and the power and the wealth and the the class system, even mm-hmm. in churches. I mean, I, yeah. I hate to say it, but it's totally true. Even though the New Testament in the scripture says don't prefer one person over another. They don't, always do. Don't find someone in, in We've fancy seen it clothes over and, over and, and, and over. you know, tell them yeah. to come up here yeah. and, you know, and then ignore the poor person. Yep. Um, the Bible tells us not to do that. And yet... You know, used, I I used to have my stomach turn sometimes when I'd see, like, pastors from a big church uh, being ushered in with all these security. security. Yeah. And I was just like, they're just a person. Give me a break. I know. <laughs> it I know. was just, it was but just you know, kind of you stupid. Know, you know what happens? There, with, with wealth, and you got a whole, if you have an organization like a church, and they could mm-hmm. be any organization, it doesn't yeah. have to just be a church. But as the money comes in, you start to be able to do things you weren't able to do by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it kind of goes, if, if it's not watched, if, you mm-hmm. don't, if you're not accountable and you don't have people watching over this, what happens is you start to think, you start feeling pretty good about yourself. And instead of knowing that God has been blessing, you turn around and, and take some of the credit for yourself. And as mm-hmm. a result of that, things start going down a really bad road. Now, we've experienced that in a couple of places. Now, actually three places we've seen these kind of things happen and and been involved in situations where it's so sad because what what first started out as a really genuine caring group of people mm-hmm. turned crazy because of the leadership that got so enamored with the money and the wealth and the power mm-hmm. and and trying to control people's lives and that's one of the reasons I'm not really involved heavily in a church anymore um and even though I pastored in one for years and years I, I don't I don't want to get in that situation again where where there's a class system where there's the pastor and then there's the congregation there's the laity and then there's the clergy there's the people that have the ability to spend the money and people that don't and I don't want all the politics and the mm-hmm. power and the all that stuff just reeks to me and it's one of the reasons that a lot of people don't have a clear picture of who Jesus really is well um because was, they, they think he's this this awful person because they've mm-hmm. seen that in people. I was, when I was um, 
helping this family move today. I was talking to the wife, and I was we were talking about the early church, Mm -hmm. the church before they had church buildings, before Uh they had paid clergy. They were just believers. They weren't even called Christians. They were just followers of Jesus or mm-hmm. followers of the way they called themselves. And they they were just called believers. Mm-hmm. And they um, met in houses. And, and they did go to um, the Jewish synagogues for prayer and, and hearing Bible passages because they didn't have Bibles at home. Right. So they would go and listen to the scriptures read in, in like a synagogue. But... They had no church building. They had no paid clergy. Mm -hmm. They did sometimes take offerings to help send people on missionary trips to visit other churches and stuff or start churches. But um, but I said, you know, we were part of a church organization that it was hard to get the church to spend 10% on missions and the poor. I mean, it was like pulling teeth to get them to designate 10%. Get in arguments in the boardroom, yeah. 10% 10% of their budget. And I thought, yeah. I'm, I would probably guess that in the beginnings of the followers of Jesus, probably 90% of the budget went toward feeding and taking care of the poor. Well, if you really want to get down and to 10% it, 10% yeah. went to like sending people places right, right. and stuff like but that. But if, if you do any reading at all, you'll find that they they pooled their money together and mm-hmm. helped the community. That was, yeah. and you know, I know we hear people, well, what are you going to go live in a commune and stuff like that? Well, not too far away from what, what the early church did is that they actually cared for their neighbor. Yeah. And they actually, if somebody didn't have something, they sold what, if they had more, mm-hmm. they would sell what they had and help the other person yeah. and believe God to take care of them too. And mm-hmm. I think that is, that is true Christianity. That is true following God. Mm-hmm. And this other stuff sometimes it gets all cloudy and, and confusing because I, I just think that that the love of money is the root of all mm-hmm. evil and all sorts of bad things happen when we love the power and the feeling of being able to do even in church circles even in in businesses that are super greedy you can mm-hmm. see it it's not a, now you look at some of the most rich people on the earth today and you know what they give a lot of their money away mm-hmm. there's something about that. There's something about even if they don't aren't believers, they've tapped into something that I think is a a a, uh, a universal right. like yeah. law or what something. What we call the kingdom principle. Sometimes people say like a kingdom of God principle. Right. Well, they've, they've come into something that a, a universal a God truth, idea. a God, and I a would God, call like a phys- a law of physics that God made, but it's a spiritual law that when you give, you receive, and not talking about just monetarily not to give so you receive not to give so you receive but if you give just because your heart is full of compassion and love of of what god has done Mm -hmm. for you and you want to give back that you know it even if you don't see a monetary return there's there's something that happens in your heart when you just have a compassionate heart and a a giving heart and you're not controlled by money then Yes, but agreed. you use it as a tool. Agreed. So, very, very interesting ideas and concepts there. I think a lot more people would consider themselves believers if they, if, if they weren't gauging themselves against a system. If they really looked at what they do, what they truly believe, and I think, like I said, I just think sometimes God is misrep- misrepresented, misrepresented 
by people that claim to follow him. Well, I've heard this quote many times that um, Gandhi was was um, quoted to say that he thinks highly of Jesus. Of the Christ. The Christ. But he's not quite sure about the followers, those who uh, say they follow him or whatever. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm that not was sure the quote. If I'm not sure if I'm but saying it's close. exactly, but basically, yes. um, you know, it's... I think our goal should be not to try to conform to a certain religion, but try try to become more like Christ. I agree. And, and I he put really relationship first and um, loving others, loving God and loving others. That's, that's what he said was the most important. So what would give us then, as we wrap things up, um, we weren't able to get to our comments today. I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can go right there and just read all the great comments that we, we got. We had some great ideas about how to save you know, money save and stuff. Money. So, so you can go and check that out. But mm-hmm. in in wrapping things up, let's think about now what we talked about as far as the attitude that would make life a little easier when it comes to managing money. Uh, well, number one, obviously, don't let the money run you. You manage it. Mm-hmm. And if you're in over your head, pray mm-hmm. and take it one step at a time. <laughs> Baby steps. We've had to do that several times in yes. our marriage when yes, we've we got have. in over our head. <laughs> and, the, and the second thing is to get together with your spouse or significant other and um, work out work out some commu- communicate better when mm-hmm. it comes to money and don't um, don't violate each other when it comes to the money issues. Share together and work on it together because there's power in unity. There sure is. And and I'd like to say we have a lot of listeners that are single also yeah, and. Yeah. You know, one one scripture that comes to mind is that it says that God is the husband to the husbandless. Mm-hmm. And so you really aren't alone. Sometimes, you know, when if you're a single woman or a single guy and your car breaks down and this breaks down and, you know, this, you lose a job and you can sometimes feel overwhelmed and alone. Mm-hmm. Just remember that God is only a prayer away and yeah. he can help you and and reach out to friends, too, as far as, you know, maybe they might not have extra money, but they can pray with you and, you know, just be there to listen to you, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, uh, you know, we always recommend that you, that all of us take a moment and just ask God to be part of our life in every area. Mm-hmm. And in particular, this 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 area is really important in the area of money because all of us have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But don't let it have that place where it controls you. It, you really should be in control of the money, not the money in control of you. And yes, we completely understand what it's like to be in a position to not have money. Mm-hmm. We've been there many times. But we have to say this. Throughout our entire marriage, never once has God let us down when it really, really mattered. Mm-hmm. There there have been tough times, very lean times. And sometimes we've had to humble ourselves and take assistance. We've done that before. Mm-hmm. But there are other times, too, when we have an abundance. And what do we do when we have the abundance? We give. Yeah, we actually do give. And um, and not even when we don't have abundance, we give, too. We might not give as much. Mm-hmm. But we always make it a point to try and bless other people and help other people do what their dream is, what they're called mm-hmm. to do. Because we just believe in that 100%, that God believes in us and has blessed us. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time if I pay for somebody's groceries at the grocery store or or I give somebody something, they'll say, "What in the world?" And I'll and they're like, "I've never. Why would you do that?" And I always say this: Well, God has really blessed me and has taken care of me over the years. I just try to do that for other people at times, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then they get misty-eyed when they hear that because a lot of us never think about that. And it's mm-hmm. so important that we think about that because it, life is not, it's not so that we can be selfish and get all we can and sit on the can. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's so that we can help others and we can really be an instrument, God's hands and feet on this earth. Not in the weird ways where people pick at abortion clinics and and yell at, at people that have different lifestyles than them. Not all that. That's all junk to me. It's it's all about loving our neighbor and being real with one another and being honest, genuine people that serve God. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing to me. Yeah. And to you. That's why I'm married to you. Yes. So we understand completely. Uh, we've had lots and we've had a little. And uh, we like the times when we have lots. <laughs> and we don't like the times <laughs> when we have little. But, but it, it all in yeah. perspective. I, there are seasons that we all go through. There is... There, one of the guys that wrote probably over half the New Testament and traveled around a lot talking about Jesus, he said he knows what it's like to not have enough and he knows what it's like to have plenty and he's learned how to be content in all things. That's good. And um, that was Paul, by the way, in the yeah. Bible. And I think that that's where we all should be is to be able to be content no matter what situation that we find ourselves in. And if we do have extra, to be able to share with those that have needs. Yep, I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, last but not least, if you can, if you can, dream a little bit and and, and, uh, force yourself to think outside of the box maybe that you put yourself in. Because I know one one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing today is because I had to force myself to think out of the box. And I was forced out of it. It wasn't an easy thing for me. It still isn't. God some... had other plans. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think, though, that if we can either give in and, and be defeated and just, just crash and burn, or we can seriously take a stab at it and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to think a little bit differently here. I'm not going to be so selfish. I'm going to try and be as a giving person as I can, and I'm going to make a difference in this world. And I think... That is the most important thing. So mm-hmm. we've come to a close of this podcast. We are going to be talking uh, next week. We're going to be interviewing a couple. I'm not sure which couple yet, though. So uh, we'll get that all put together. But stay tuned and, and check on back because it's going to be a great program. But for right now, let's pray mm-hmm. for people in the area of finances. And uh, then we'll head on out. Okay. Okay. Father, thank you. For every one of the people that listen to this podcast, you know their heart. You know exactly where they're at financially. And I pray that if they're desperate right now, if they're really having a rough time, I pray that you would comfort them and that you would enable them to be able to pay their bills and to bless those people around them. If they're doing well, God, I pray that you would convict their heart and have them help some other people so that aren't doing as well. And I pray, God, mostly that we would just look outside of who we are and look at who others are and how we can help them and and be a blessing to them. Lord, help us not to let the money run our lives, but let us be the ones that run the money. And and we thank you for that. Thank you for for helping us and and, uh, giving us the, the relief that we need so that we can do all that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. <gasps> we made it through. Yay. You need to go to bed, I think. You're tired. Yeah. <laughs>
I've been yawning a lot. Sorry about that, everybody. Not that I don't enjoy talking to you all. I do. I just, it's been a long week. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. We already gave you our contact information. And as always, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, we'd love to send that out to you every Monday. Just mm-hmm. uh, go over to takeinwithyou.com and click on the newsletter and you can sign up and that would be very cool. And you can always see all, we have a whole list of all of our programs. You can play any one of them back on iTunes. You can 130. find us. 130. 130 programs now under our belt. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Thanks everybody for uh, joining us. We hope you learned a little bit and uh, we're encouraged today. Yeah. All right. Go forth in peace. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. I am just so tired. I am goofy. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. See, you didn't even trust me to try that tonight. No, I didn't. I didn't. Now go steal somebody else's Wi-Fi. No, we have our own. I'll use ours since we're here tonight. We have a password on ours. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Blessings, everybody. Have a great one. We'll see you next
Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela. Then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. (laughs) 